Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Let's get to our guest. Zhang Jiwei is with us, president and chief economist at Pinpoint Asset Management, who joins from the Chinese mainland, the city of Shenzhen. Jiwei, uh, thanks for being with us. I think we have to focus on how the market is taking the pivot here in uh, the COVID story in China, where local authorities now, as we can clearly see, we're hearing they're beginning to relax some of the most strict control measures. And the market in Hong Kong is simply exploding to the upside here. Uh, Morgan Stanley, I think, one of the latest firms to turn bullish once again on Chinese stocks. Do you think this is durable? Yes, I think very much so. I think the um, the rally is going to be sustained well into uh, next year because this is a very big change of policy. And I think the government has moved beyond the point of no return. I think the what happened in, in the past two weeks, um, you know, even for us on the ground is, is, is very shocking that um, it's, a, it's a 180 degree U-turn that made uh, within, you know, practically days rather than months. Uh, so that's way beyond um, the investors expected. Um, and I think this process is irreversible now. Irreversible, but it's probably going to be a bumpy road out if uh, the experience of other countries is to be replicated uh, you know, with rising absenteeism, that sort of thing. What, what difficulties and challenges yeah. do you foresee around the supply chain? Absolutely, you're right. I, I think that's a major concern, I think, for the global economy is that in the next several months, I would expect Chinese factories not running at full capacity. And what you observed in the past, maybe several weeks ago, what happened in iPhone city in Zhengzhou, the Foxconn having trouble to find um, you know, enough workers to, to, to assemble iPhones, that's likely to happen to uh, many more factories. And uh, that will hurt uh, global supply chain. So, you know, investors need to watch out for this. Particularly, this is very relevant for, um, you know, the inflation outlook in the U.S. and so on. Uh, but, you know, locally in China on the ground, people are getting very bullish despite of the, uh, you know, the shorter challenge. I think people, uh, as you pointed out, uh, you know, already look through what happened in, in the, like what happened in, in, in Hong Kong, in Singapore, in the rest of the world. The first several months is going to be very challenging. Uh, but what made people more confident is the second half of next year, the rebound becomes a lot more certain than before. I'm wondering if we can go so far as to say that if you look at these easing measures, has the country abandoned COVID zero or is that a little too far yeah. to go at this point? Yeah, well, there's no official announcement that they're, you know, giving up the zero COVID policy. But effectively on the ground, I would say um, the policy has changed in a very significant way. Uh, I, I would say, you know, if, if it is, as I mentioned, you know, we passed the point of no return. So this becomes irreversible that China is is moving 
away from the zero COVID policy and, and, and decisively into a reopening phase. And the big question now is how long this transitional period will be. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, in the past, um, you know, if you ask me this question, say, three weeks ago, I would say the transition period may last, say, six to 12 months. Wow. So it could last for all the way into the end of next year. We just had, uh, Paul just mentioned the uh, Caixin private PMI services uh, figure. I guess we're in contraction now even further. This is really not surprising. Uh, to your point, though, that we may have reached an inflection point with the relaxation of some of the COVID curbs. The question is, the time that it's going to take to actually fully recover, and, and I think that we need to put a pin or at least maybe a caveat in place saying that it's contingent upon the number of infections and how I would imagine the healthcare system in China is stressed. Would you blame a company, any company that does business on the mainland in either the form of outright production or part of its supply chain? for kind of thinking again about the risk of being so exposed to China when you're dealing with a, uh, a government that is so draconian and some of the measures that it, uh, that it seeks to impose on, on managing an economy? Yeah, Doug, I think there are, there's a lot of um, new risks everybody needs to think about in this new world these days. And I think the, uh, for multinational companies, right, so how to you know, make their supply chains uh, more resilient to uh, geopolitical risk and all kind of other economic, non-economic factors, right? So I, I think that's that's happening. Uh, that that's a, that is a reality that we have to live with. Uh, now, having said that, I think the the sentiment for you know, if you do a survey among all these multinational companies, um, you know, compare the current survey relative to say three months ago, I think the survey may become a little bit better. Uh, the sentiment may become a little bit better. And, I, you know, the same as, you know, what you observe in, in the stock market. The reason being, the government is moving away from this zero COVID policy a lot faster than people expected. So six months, one year down the road, the economy hopefully back to normal. Now, that doesn't change the trend that some of the supply chains will reallocate away from China to, say, Vietnam and, and India, you know, uh, less developed countries. That's a macro trend um, that's driven by economic fundamentals. Um, but compared to three months ago, it may actually become a little bit better. Um, so, so you know, this is a you know, it's it's it's, it's a complicated and 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 it depends on who you ask as well, right? What's the challenge for policymakers here? Because uh, you know, the the relaxation of COVID zero obviously being very warmly welcomed by markets, uh, doubtless the people of China as well. Uh, but it's a pretty fine line to walk a- ahead in terms of stimulus and supporting mm. the economy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the, you know, after the party congress, we have a, a, a very different um, group of leaders uh, who will take over in March next year. So we have, you know a new prime minister, a new central bank governor, new minister of finance. Um, and I would expect quite a lot of policy surprises to come as well. Um, and, uh, you know, they, uh, this is only, what, uh, several weeks after the party congress, we already had a U-turn in zero COVID policy, a U-turn in property sector policy. I think there will probably will be, uh, you know, more stimulus on, say, fiscal front, uh, as well to happen in in the in the next few months, um, I think the market is already getting quite excited because of that to anticipate more stimulus coming. 
and um, and they, they they probably will. And and there's a big question whether they will push consumption like what, what the U.S. did, right? Send checks to household. Uh, that's the most direct way to boost consumption, which is very weak at this moment. Um, G- let's see. I mean, yeah. Jiwei, very quickly, 30 seconds in the time that we have left. In terms of managing the, the currency right now, we're seeing a lot of strength today in the offshore. Is there a point at which uh, the PBOC would be a little too concerned about the speed of strengthening? No, I, I don't think they're that concerned at this moment. Also, I, I doubt the currency will, will strengthen a lot more uh, because, you know, once China opens up, Chinese over, will, will travel overseas, will spend money in, in other countries, and that will put pressure on the currency to depreciate or, or uh, near reverse, so to speak. So I, I, I'm not that worried about it. All right. Uh, Zhang Jiwei, President and Chief Economist at Pinpoint Asset Management. Thanks so much for joining us. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.